I'm Jessica Harris. This is From Scratch. My guest is Aya Badir, founder of Little Bits, a hardware company that produces electronic modules that snap together with magnets. These electronic modules are accessible to both children and adults, and the company's goal is to encourage creativity and invention by making electronics easier to use. Little Bits was launched in 2011, and the kits are sold in more than 70 countries. Aya graduated with a degree in computer engineering from American University in Beirut and has a master's from the MIT Media Lab. Aya is also an interactive artist. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You grew up in Lebanon. You were always encouraged down the engineering route. Uh, How come? So I actually wanted to be a designer uh, when I was in school, but I was very good at math and science. And so my family, my parents and my teachers uh, told me that I owed it to myself to be an engineer. And I went into engineering because it was sort of the thing to do. But very quickly, I realized that engineering was very dry and very much not creative. And I felt like there was a big piece of my brain, like my crea- the creative portion that was really not engaged. And so those were the seeds of some of the work that I did, ended up doing with Little Bits. And also, uh, you are an interactive artist, meaning that you are using technology in your art. Mm. And your focus is on perceptions of Arabian identity. One of your works is Arabia. Tell me about that. <laughs> so that was a project that came from a personal place. I had uh, moved to the U.S. Uh, for a couple of years, and uh, and pr- more frequently than I thought, I would get comments from people that say, oh, you're Arab, how come you're not wearing a veil? Or, oh, uh, you're, uh, you're Arab, uh, are you able to belly dance? And I would get these like very polarized cliches thrown at me all the time, and I'd never thought of these things when I was growing up. And so Arabia was basically a uh, a piece that w- that I developed for a fashion show. Uh, uh, it's a it's a belly dancing outfit, and you have the uh, the model, the dancer comes out uh, to the stage and performs this really beautiful, very sensual dance. And and then at one point she flips a switch on her outfit, and through motors the outfit starts to close uh, on itself and turns into a burqa. Just showing these two extremes of stereotypes associated with Arab women. You're using technology and electronics in your artwork playing with the two, and that's what you're encouraging people to do uh, through little bits, basically, just to create and be inventive. Uh, What are some examples of some of the projects that the general public creates with little bit kits? At the root, what we are doing... um our mission is to put the power of electronics in everyone's hands and make anyone an inventor. We've been described as Lego for electronics or Lego for the 21st century. So there are bricks uh, that instead of being plastic are lights and sounds and sensors and motors. And with the same ease, you can start using them. Kids have used them to learn about electronics or to create uh, line following robots. Uh, they've created, uh, yesterday we saw um, a kid who made a flute that makes uh, soap bubbles uh, as he's blowing into the flute uh, through a fan uh, and uh, and some sensors. Also things that, you know, there's a lot of energy and attention towards the Internet of Things now. And we do have, uh, with little bits, this ability to attach the Internet to anything so that you can bring appliances or devices at home to life and make them controllable with your phone. So we've seen people, for example, make something like a remote pet feeder so that if you're at home at the office and your pet is hungry, you can through your phone, press a button and have a little motor turn a cup of food uh, for your pet.
pets uh, so you can feed them remotely. You, in 2008, came up with the idea or the early prototypes for Little Bits, but it wasn't until 2011 that you actually launched the company. And it was your boyfriend who encouraged you to kind of stop everything else that you were doing. Uh, what's the story there? So in uh, in about April 2011, I had uh, been working on Little Bits as a project, as one of my projects for a few years. And I had gone uh, and found a factory to make it and we were doing was doing prototypes. And in April 2011, I got the first shipment uh, of a prototype from a factory that I'd been working with in China. And for the first time, I basically saw that uh, Little Bits was manufacturable. Um, and simultaneously, um, I'd been getting a, a good amount of press that was interested in the concept uh, of kind of making electronics uh, accessible to, to kids and, and adults. And so people would write in wanting to place orders. And so my boyfriend said, um, you have a, a product that's manufacturable and you have a customer that wants it, you need to stop everything else you're doing and start a company. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, why it's not? <laughs> Is he still your boyfriend? He's my husband now, yes. Where did you meet him? I met him in New York, actually. He uh, co-curated a show with uh, MoMA, with Paola Antonelli, called uh, Design and the Elastic Mind that was about design and science. He was chairing the conference, and I was giving a talk there. In 2011, shortly after you launched, there was an exhibit at MoMA, or the Museum of Modern Art, where Little Bits was displayed, and Little Bits is now in the permanent collection. Can you tell me about that? Sure. So there was um, an exhibit called Talk to Me by uh, Paola Antonelli, who's the head design curator. And the exhibit was about the interaction between people and things. And Little Bits was on display uh, in that exhibit. And it was a huge, huge honor because it was with some of the greatest design and technology pieces of the day. Shortly thereafter, they uh, sent me an email saying that they wanted to acquire Little Bits into the permanent collection of the museum. One of the germs for Little Bits was the creation of the concrete brick, which you've talked about before, invented in 1868. What is the connection of the concrete brick to your modules? I believe that, you know, the world keeps changing and the technologies of the day are moving fast. And so in the early 1900s, the technology of the day was a concrete brick. That was the way we started to build larger, more complex structures, one brick at a time. And a little bit after, uh, Lego came out with a play version of that brick uh, in order to uh, empower young and the young at heart to be able to play with that technology that was really ruling the world and be able to make buildings and bridges and these beautiful structures one brick at a time. And they were called the automatic bonding brick? Uh, automatic binding brick was the first, uh, first name that they had. And now the world has changed again. Now the brick is no longer a cement brick. The brick is now a transistor which is something that is driving all the technologies around us, the devices we carry, our phones, our alarm systems, they all at their node have a transistor. And so what is the play or the imagination uh, version of that brick? How can we make put that in the hands of the kids and kids at heart uh, so that they can kind of understand the world and reinvent it? And that's sort of what drove a lot of the work on Little Bits. What were a, a few pivot points for you for the company where you felt like you were getting traction from the public? 
Um, MoMA was definitely one. Uh, in, in September 2011, uh, uh, basically it was the day uh, I launched the company and at the same time we were acquired into the permanent collection. So we, it really kind of started us off on a, on a really strong uh, footing and, and with a lot of uh, confidence and, and, um, and kind of a big stage to play on. Um, and then in February 2012, uh, I became a TED fellow and I gave a talk at TED, uh, which was also a pivotal moment. It was really a chance to talk about why this is important and why this is important for society, not as a gadget or a toy. Uh, it's important as a new way of thinking. I'm Jessica Harris. You're listening to From Scratch. My guest is Aya Badir, founder of Little Bits, a company that sells electronic modules that snap together using magnets. These modules are generally easy to use, making them appealing to the general population, both adults and children. The company was started in 2011, and the kits are sold in more than 70 countries. Aya is also an interactive artist raised in Beirut, Lebanon. You asked actually on Pivotal Moments, there is yeah. one more. Early on in the company, when, when we launched, we got an email from NASA, from the education department at NASA, saying that they wanted to collaborate with us to uh, create kits to make space and earth exploration more attractive to kids. And they came to us saying, you know, we need your help. And that was a huge moment. And we collaborated together to create a kit called the Space Kit, which replicates some, um, uh, to a high degree of fidelity, uh, some experiments that are happening at NASA that make this wonder around space and earth more palatable and more understandable. What's an example? You know, in order to wake up uh, astronauts in the uh, in the space station, NASA sends wirelessly uh, some music to play play music as an alarm and we have a little experiment where you have a microphone and you're playing uh, music from your phone or an mp3 player and you're transmitting it wirelessly through infrared to a speaker somewhere else. Ironic that your family really pushed you hard to become an engineer and go down this route and you <laughs> did it resentfully uh, <laughs> as you really wanted to pursue your art and now you're back where you started. Absolutely. With yeah. a twist. Yeah, yeah, with a twist. What does your mother make of, of this? Uh, my mother has been a huge, huge influence and inspiration on me. When I was growing up, she was doing her master's um, uh, uh, when I was about six or eight. So I would come home and uh, and we would do homework together. And so even though I grew up in the Arab world, I never had any idea um, that there was sort of a different career choices that women and men made. And she's very supportive today as well. You are part of the maker movement or the open hardware movement. Can you describe that? Uh, the maker movement is really a movement that started around this idea that we should not be just consuming objects around us, that humans were made to be creative and to make with their hands. And that's how you learn. It's how you connect with friends. It's how you uh, invent. And the maker movement is all about sort of making things for yourselves, whether it's uh, arts and crafts, whether it's making electronics. It's really about putting the power back in the hands of the people and instead of just the large companies. I do remember kind of early in the 2000s, you started to really see a world where everything was a screen and everything was virtual and every relationship was happening online. Um, and for a lot of people, myself included, that's not a that's not a pretty world that I would like to live in. Uh, I believe in the tactile. I believe in feeling the satisfaction uh, of, of having made something. And so 
what happened is is I think that uh, we realized that software in kind of the cloud or in virtual space without it being on objects and in objects around us becomes really intimidating and, and almost in not human. Uh, and so now the pendulum swung back again to say all of the things we learned from software, how can we now embed them into devices of all sizes uh, and spaces that are around us? You attended the iBeam Art and Tech Center in New York. How important was that in the evolution of Little Bits? And what is it? Um, iBeam is an art and technology lab and and center in, in New York. That was a very, very, very pivotal moment in my life. I had, so I had done engineering and then I went to the media lab at MIT and was doing sort of engineering and art and and doing a lot of uh, research around that subject. And then I graduated in 2006 and uh, and got a job in finance. and I did finance for two years, and I was very, very miserable. Um, and I didn't want to be doing PowerPoints and, and meeting with hedge funds. And so I quit, uh, and I got a fellowship at iBeam. And at iBeam, I picked up these ideas of incorporating electronic uh, with with arts. Uh, and then Little Bits was, uh, was a second project, just to think about, you know, how do I put this ability to use electronics for, uh, for creativity? How do I put this ability in the hands of other people, not just myself? which which is sort of the the genesis of little bits in addition to selling these modules the community aspect of little bits has really developed um you have something called a maker hub where people are on your site sharing what they've made uh as well as bitlab which is basically an app store for hardware so on the first piece, the community, basically, you know, because Little Bits um, is essentially a system of these electronic bricks, you know, the point is not the bricks, the point is what you make with them. And so we have a space on the website where there are thousands of projects that people have uploaded with step-by-step tutorials for things you can make. You then have kids that are eight years old and adults that are 45 years old collaborating on an idea. What's an example? Uh, we have one of our uh, community members that made basically a, a surf weather uh, alert uh, because he wanted to to know uh, when it was a good uh, uh, tide uh, to to go surfing, uh, and so basically uh, connected this motor to make a display uh, that's uh, uh, that's on a beach uh, that reads uh, from weather data to get like high tide, low tide, and basically creates these notifications that go back and forth and tell him now it's it's a good time to surf, and that's an example of a collaboration that was across different ages and uh, and experiences. I want to talk about the the design of the product. They're white circuit boards with very colorful connectors, uh, pink and blue and green. Can you talk to me about some of those choices? Electronics are always ugly. They're always green or black, and there's wires sticking out everywhere. And uh, they, you know, they're, they're they're the thing you put inside something. You make a shell around it to cover them. Um, and part of sort of the challenge was how do you make electronics not intimidating? How do you make them inviting? And so uh, one of the tools to uh, cross that hurdle is to make them beautiful, um, make them exposed so they're open. They they're not hidden under any box. They're white because it's it's uh, it's 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 less sort of scary they have this handwritten font on them because they it makes them feel human and they have these neon colored connectors because we want them to be gender neutral people gravitate towards them that never would have put their hand on electronics whether it's uh, kids particularly young girls uh, but also uh, entrepreneurs designers artists people that have no engineering training whatsoever or no interest in engineering you mentioned gender neutrality 
Uh, in what ways are you mindful of encouraging girls to pick up the product? Getting more uh, girls and women into technology is a hidden agenda of the company, uh, but we don't wear it on our sleeve. What we do do is make very, very deliberate choices to make sure that the product, the communication around the product, and everything the company stands for is egalitarian. I want to talk about venture capital for a moment. Uh, you've raised a couple... So fun. <laughs> <laughs> you've raised a few rounds of venture capital. What have been your impressions of that process along along the way? Raising money is not easy in general. Um, but in addition to that, raising money for a hardware company is difficult. I remember uh, early on in, some, in one of my pitches, uh, one investor, very, very prominent investor, told me, I love your business. I love everything you're doing. I think it's going to be a smashing success, but I can't invest in you. Your business is too much of a real business for us. Uh, there is the reality. There's physical product and raw material and shipping and taxes and warehouses. Uh, and, you know, the, the barrier to being successful is much higher than making a piece of software and getting a million people to use it. So the hardware component adds to the complexity of raising money. Um, I don't actively think about it, but there is an extra stigma uh, uh, of being a woman. What is one example? Uh, I'd rather not uh, proliferate the anecdotes and instead I'll say what I learned and what I think is a proactive way to solve it. I think that the generation before us fought a very hard fight and we stand on their shoulders uh, for being able to do the things that we're able to do. But now we have a different fight to fight, which is do great work. And I think that the best way to succeed is something that actually Sarah Silverman said once in one of her shows, which is just be undeniable. Be undeniable. And and then nobody can come in and say, but she's a woman. It will not happen. Um, and then the, the, the third uh, uh, kind of uh, reason why it's difficult to raise money is uh, I got a, a, a good piece of advice early on, which is not all money is equal. You can get money from anywhere, but getting the right kind of money or smart money uh, is transformative. Your modules allow you to do a, a whole array of things, of one of which most recently is to make music. And you have all these modules in front of me. Can you make some music for me? Sure. So what I have is a power bit, which is blue, um, and I'm going to snap it into an oscillator, which is uh, generating the sound wave and a speaker. <laughs> And now I'm tuning the oscillator. And then I can put a keyboard. Add a sequencer. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> My guest has been Aya Badir, founder of Little Bits. If you would like to learn more about the show, please visit our website at fromscratchradio.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jess G. Harris or find us on Facebook. I'm Jessica Harris. This is From Scratch.